Ho 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 ho, right? I don't sound like a good Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't don't ever let me be a Santa Claus. Uh, but yeah, Merry 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 Christmas Eve. I guess we're not quite there yet, but we are literally right there. We're less than twelve hours away, or just about twelve hours away, depending on where you are in the country from Christmas. So Merry Christmas, you guys. And um, I may not be doing an episode tomorrow for yeah Christmas events and festivities and whatnot. I may or may not. It just depends how I feel. But uh, yeah, Merry Merry Christmas. You know, it's um, it's real funny because uh, not at my current job, but my previous job, I remember that uh, you know during the holidays, people were doing potlucks and shit like that, and uh, you know, and I, <laughs> before I get there, yo, being sick has got to be one of the top five worst things on the fucking planet, maybe top three. And I don't even know where I got sick from. I'm, I'm think, I'm, I'm sure, I'm damn near positive. It was when I went to that damn Laker game in OKC. It's got to be that. I don't know where else I would have gotten sick from. It's horrible. So I apologize for the sniffling and the hoarse voice and the lisp. Talking all weird because I'm trying not to blow my nose. Anyway, it's horrible. Anyways, being sick sucks. Okay, going back to my point. So my previous job, you know, people were doing potluck and shit like that. And um, people used to bring some interesting things in for the potluck. Really interesting things. People be bringing in like uh, I don't know, like fucking cranberry cookies and cranberry or orange cookies, and um, people be making their oh my my grandfather's famous turkey stuffed sandwich croissants. I don't fucking know. Really, really weird shit, to say the least. And um, it just made me think that um, what do you guys eat? For Christmas. What do people really eat, right? I want you to just just think think about that for like half a second. Just think. Okay, half a second's up. What do you guys really eat for Christmas? I know Thanksgiving you eat turkeys, right? Fourth of July you have hamburgers, hot dogs, ribs, right? Easter is like fish. Your birthday is usually like a steak or something, right? Halloween is candy. Christmas, what do you eat? I know it's cookies, but okay, fuck, fuck candy. Like for like like, what's a go-to dinner? Like I think Mexicans do tamales, right? Tamales, tamales, depending on who you ask. I'm Belizean, so it's tamales. Yes, Americans is tamales, right? What what do people eat for Christmas? I don't know. I want my I want my I want my own family tradition of Christmas. I want to make something, I don't know, maybe like spaghetti or something. I don't know. I don't think spaghetti is like a Christmas food. Cause it's cold, right? So you want like a soup or something, like a, maybe like a soup. I don't know. But it's just interesting to me because I just remember people making and bringing weird shit into work. And I never ate any of it. I don't trust people's cooking. I'm sorry. I've seen a few people's kitchens and uh it ain't that good. You know it's so funny when my friends was just tweeting on Twitter, he was like, you know, uh, he was talking about how he, you know, we were, went to someone's house back in high school and uh, we hadn't ate, we hadn't eaten breakfast yet. And he goes into the cabinet, gets some cereal, starts eating the cereal, right? Was halfway done with the cereal, looked in the bowl and there was ants in the cereal. Now, mind you, he didn't know this while he was eating it. There was, and he opened the box and there was ants in the box. So he definitely got his, 
<laughs> his full day of protein eating some ants. But yeah, you just you just don't know what's in people's kitchens, bro. Or I'll never forget one of my friends. He uh literally washed his hair in the kitchen sink because the bathroom was, was being used. So he goes to the kitchen sink, he washes his hair. And then about four or five hours later, gets the chicken out the fridge, dumps the chicken in the sink where he had washed his hair and proceeds to semi-clean cook the chicken. Oh, my God. I don't trust it. So, I mean, it ain't, it ain't much better than restaurants, but I guess at least restaurants have standards, right? But, you know, you, you don't. <sighs> Anyways, um, so whatever you guys eat, I would like to know. Um, what do you guys eat? Tweet me. Alpha X, Line X. Tweet me. I want to know what you guys eat for Christmas. Okay. Well, anyways, that's my little little side story rant thing today. Or I don't know. I, I'm just really interested. What the fuck do people eat for Christmas? I don't know. It's bugging me. And I bug you guys, but it's definitely bugging me. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, anyways. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Let's talk about the sports. The first thing that came to mind, LeBron James literally got obliterated. I don't know if you guys seen the video yesterday. They're playing the Spurs. He's literally the only guy up the court. Nobody else ran up the court on this fast break. He got, I mean, he ended up taking a three because, and it wasn't like it was like, a short period of time. He was up the court by himself for at least five to six seconds. So I know that there is some internal conflict going on with the Lakers because that don't even make no sense, right? It was it was horrible. And I mean, they got smacked by like 30. It was something ridiculous. Um, what did the Lakers lose by? 138 to 110. Just about 30 points. It was horrible, man. 28 points. It's I don't know what's going on in my Lake show, man. But uh, LeBron... I'm kind of on the fence about LeBron retiring. I don't know if he's going to get another ring. I know he wants that fifth ring. That fifth ring is crucial. Puts him in elite category. But I just don't know if he's going to do it this year. And I don't want to keep banking on it. And he's not beating the – he can't beat the Warriors with the squad. I don't, I don't know what they need. I know Anthony Davis is hurt yet again. The guy is a fucking walking – you know, have you ever seen an episode of SpongeBob where the guy was like hey, – baby skins glass bones and they break that's what anthony davis is he's always hurt he's never healthy he's just horrible man um whatever uh utah jazz beat minnesota expected uh washington beat the knicks the wizards have been looking really good man i don't know what it is uh but looking really good dallas lost to milwaukee expected uh charlotte beat denver not expected Lamelo is looking like he's gonna be an mvp in the league in a couple years uh he beat the pistons Okay, uh, uh, Philly lost to the, the Hawks, a little bit of a shocker, and nobody cares about the Pelicans or the Mavericks, which it's New Orleans and Orlando, if anybody doesn't know that, so interesting day yesterday, um, again, the league is turning out, it's shaping out, we're already knowing who's up top, right, you're probably going to see a Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors semi-conference finals, and you're probably going to see a Bucks Nets or Bucks Bulls. I, I still don't think the Nets are gonna go all the way. I'm sorry. I don't like James Harden and Kevin Durant that much. Those guys are looking real subpar with the new free throw rules this year. So I, I, I think Bucks Bulls is more likely. Bucks Nets. I, I think the Bucks are gonna make it right now. They're they're third, but I see them taking it all the way. So 
Uh, well, it's your, your your standard stuff there. And Shannon Sharp, you know, he was on 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 the air yesterday, going going crazy, talking about the the Titans beating the 49ers. Titans are looking good this year. Man. Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. Oof. Some of you guys may not be football fans, but I mean, I just this is a good season. I mean, we could say every year is a good season, but this feels like a year that nobody expected. I mean, Tom Brady is expected to still win. We're not shocked about that, but I don't know. It's just a really good year, uh, and I and I should be focusing a little bit more on the Premier League, which is uh, the soccer or football, if you want to call it out there in Europe, UK, um, specifically, because I'm I'm going to be seeing a game there in a couple of months, so I should be taking a look at that. See Cristiano Ronaldo, but yeah, I don't really follow the league that much. Not usually until they get to the uh, the Gold Cup there. When they start playing uh, internationally, you know, France against Germany, Germany against Italy, Italy against England, so on and so forth. So, uh, well, that's sports news for today. So, as you can see, the title is Bitch Stop Playing With Me, Part 2. Okay, this is Part 2 of the original segment that I was doing. I got to the third part of qualities that make you an alpha male or the male standard. So I'm going to do the, the, the last four here today. But I also got some interesting articles and things that I want to share with you guys today. And, you know, um, I, I should be a little bit more positive. But, we, you know, the thing is, constructive criticism is necessary. And I think that is one of the biggest problems in our society. Today's going to be a little bit more of a ranting for me for sure. I've got time today. I got no work. So I've got to study things like that. So this might be a little, this might be a little bit of a longer one today. Um, we're ranting. We're ranting about society. I've got an article to share with you guys. And we're going to finish qualities of a male. Male standard. How to be an alpha male. Right? So my constructive criticism of today is people don't like constructive criticism. People are so thin-skinned, so weak. And I understand why we are shaping society and culture into the way that it is. I understand it. The bullying, the all the movies about bullying and the rape and the gangs and all these different things. We want people to feel healthy and feel emotionally strong and mental wealth, mental health awareness. And, you know, and I understand that suicide and those things are real, man. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of these things could be alleviated if we were to go back to being tough skinned people, not thin skinned, not weak. And if we just fix society as a whole, we've got problems in our society, man. We really do. Drinking water. You're going to have me drinking water a lot. So sorry about that. We definitely have a societal problem right now. We're very weak, weak people. You know, I was remember I was talking with my sister-in-law, uh, visiting my, uh, my brother to watch my nephew's soccer game. And... My my nephew's soccer team is not the greatest soccer team, right? They they're they're losing. They're, they're you know they they try, but they are just 
you know, just so thin-skinned, right? But anyways, I was talking to my sister-in-law, and what she was talking to me about was, you know, one of the things she doesn't like compared to when my niece was playing soccer, because my niece and my nephew are about 10 years apart, roughly. And when my niece was growing up, you didn't always get participation trophies. You got trophies for winning. You got trophies for being good at something. Whereas today, win or lose, kids are getting trophies and they're even making the trophies the same size, right? Because we don't want other kids to feel that. And, you know, I, I get that. You know, you don't want people to feel that, but th that's bullshit. And, and rightfully so, my sister-in-law agreed. You know, she's actually the one that raised the point. I agreed. I was like, yeah, I agree with you. This, this whole idea that we need to make everybody fair, everybody's equal, everybody's balanced. We got to worry about not hurting this person's feelings. It's, it's, it's fucking absurd. It's bullshit. Literally. And it just, it just blows my mind of the society that we're creating. You can't even raise and have a constructive criticism of anybody because you're an asshole, you're misogynistic, you're racist, you're liberal, you're conservative, you're this, you're that. No one wants to have constructive criticism. And by the way, to me, the biggest aspect of constructive criticism is facts. And that's one of the issues that we have in America as well. Nobody wants to be factual about anything. Everybody wants to share their opinion and your emotions. I feel this. I feel that. Fuck your feelings. I'm going to say that a lot. Fuck your feelings. Where's the facts? Right? Could you imagine buying a car and the guy says, I think this is going to be a great car for you. I think it's going to last long. I don't think that I don't think the last person drove it too much. I think he treated it well. I think he was a good owner. I think he was a good person or she was a good person. I think that, you know, I, I think I feel that this is a good car for you. You should just buy it. Make the good choice. Fuck it. Go with your gut feeling. Could you imagine buying a car like that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. No, you're going to say, where's the car facts? Show me the proof. I need to see the proof. Give me the paper. When was this last oil change? When were these things done? Let me see these things. When you go to get a loan, get a house. Not buying, you're not getting a loan off feelings. They want to see the paper. Where's your money? I think I'm going to make this much money this year. No, how much money are you making? Where's the paperwork? Show me the proof. That's part of the problem. Nobody, nobody wants to be factual with arguments, with anything. It's all about the feelings. I feel this way. I feel this way. Then when you've constructively criticize somebody they get hurt because you're criticizing their feelings and we have to care about everybody's feelings and that's fucking that's fucking stupid we need to be speaking the fucking facts such a soft soft generation people are so just soft even in my job i got a guy he's kind of a he's kind of a gamer kind of you know he's 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 he's, he's Nice person, for sure. But he is, you know, he's a little soft-skinned, man. And our, and our instructors, you know, he's, he's, yelling, he's yelling at us a little bit. And he's getting us riled up. And that's just his teaching style. And 
do I think it's effective? And it depends on who you are, but it doesn't bother me. Like, do I enjoy getting yelled at because I'm fucking up? No, so I'm going to stop fucking up, right? And I probably, you know, don't want to necessarily always work with this certain instructor, but it is what it is, right? But I'm not going to let it ruin my day and make me think about quitting my job and all this other bullshit. This guy is, I, I would quit my job. I don't, I don't like this. And it's like, bro, get, just toughen up. What is the, you know, one of the things, like, what, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're an idiot? He says, oh, you're an idiot. You don't know how to do your job right. Okay, so what? Move on. Do, do your job right. Get some tough skin. Move on. Right? And I'm not agreeing that that is the best way to approach somebody. And I'm sure that there's probably some HR protocols to that sort of stuff. And it, it doesn't really faze me. It, it, it's crazy, man. You know, and, and, and I don't want to say like I didn't have thin skin at one point because I did. A lot, I mean, a lot of things I'm going to tell you guys, I, I, I feel comfortable talking about these things because I was there. I was a thin skinned person at one point in my life. I used to be sort of a pushover, you know, sort of can't say pussy because I guess that's politically incorrect. <laughs> right. <laughs> that shit, too. Yeah, at one point I was a pretty weak, thin-skinned person. You, you can't be that way in America and thrive and survive. It's just, it, it's impossible. It's impossible. You've got, you've got to get tough. You've got to get strong. This ain't for the weak, right? Nothing in this world was built off weak people. Show me a, a thing and a time and a place where weak people th thrive and, 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 and prosper. It just does not happen. You've got to get tough skin. And this generation just does not have it. We don't have it. We really do not have it at all. Anyways, needless to say, um, I'm going to be touching more on that next year for sure. Um, it's just, it, it's ridiculous. Anyways, speaking of today's society, and before I get to the manosphere, there were a couple of articles that I wanted to read that I thought were huge. Um, Kevin Samuels, listen to Kevin Samuels and, um, you know, and, and, and I don't want to be an echo chamber. I, I think I said that on the first or second episode. I don't want to be an echo chamber. Everything that these guys say, I come back and repeat it because that doesn't do us any good either. We need free thinkers. We need leaders, right? It's part of being a man. You need to be a leader. You need to make good decisions, right? You need to be competitive and you need to learn to say no, right? That's where we start. That's where we ended yesterday. And I'm going to add on to this today. Uh, but we need free thinkers as men. We don't need echo chambers. We need guys who are literally, okay, cool. I get, I get what you're talking about, but make sure it's your own idea with your own data that you've looked up or researched versus just regurgitating what some other guy said. But anyways, Kevin Samuel's theme, as you know, he talks about women and he directs at women. And um, the last episode he, he was talking about, he was two women in particular, one woman that was lying about her age. It was really weird. She was like, she was definitely in her forties and she just, for whatever reason, wanted to kept saying she was 25. She's stuck at this mindset that she's 25. It's the, it's the weirdest thing in the world. Like you're fucking 40 own up. Right. Um, it was, he, he ripped her to shreds. Right. And then there was another woman on the show, single mother who just had some questions about, you know, um, or there was three women per se. Okay. Anyway, so second one was about single mothers. And he was asking about, you know, or she was asking about why is it that being a single mother is a bad thing? And, you know, he was telling her, like, well, 
it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just that, look, there's ranks, right? There's ranks to life. Men have been ranked since from the day that we're born to forever. We're ranked. We're ranked by how tall we are, how much money we make, how funny we are, how good looking we are, all these different things. And women, you're ranked the same way now. Men are starting to do the same thing to women. You don't just get a, a pussy pass, so to speak. We're ranking you. Okay, you have kids, so you're a little bit lower. You don't have kids, you're a little bit higher. She's fat, she's not, so the girl who's not, it's a little bit higher. She's too skinny, so she's a little bit lower. We're allowed to rank women too, right? But then the third girl comes up, and uh, she was a daughter of, a, of, her, of, a, of her mother and a stepfather. And she talked about how, you know, she was not really happy about her stepfather and this, this, and this, and doesn't really like him, still calls him by his first name, et cetera, et cetera. And Kevin Samuels was like, you see, men, this is a prime example. Why? You don't date single mothers to begin with. Because not only are you not getting necessarily a good woman, and even if she is a good woman, you might end up with an ungrateful child. Spend all this money, all this effort, and you got an ungrateful child who doesn't even like you. Now, granted, he told her she needed therapy. She said she knew that the guy was a good father, but he was never really engaged or attached. And... Well, you know, like Kevin said, he's not your real father. He did as best as he could. Some fathers can get engaged, right? Some fathers do want to get engaged with the child. But for the most part, he picked your mom because your mom was going to be a good person to him, make his life easier. She just happened to come along with a baby, right? And and it bothered her that she never had a father, but her stepchildren had, had a father. You know what I mean? And uh, she's 26 and... She hates men because of it. Um, and that and that's kind of where I want to piggyback off of today. Okay, going back into this single mother narrative, societal narrative, and then get back to the men. Now, I understand where she's at, right? In the case of this girl, her father died. Her father died, and that's why the father wasn't around. I mean, to be fair, the mom and dad split anyways. But the father was very active. He used to be in her life with all her games, et cetera, et cetera. And he died, you know, and so it's unfortunate and rest in peace and condolences to her. Uh, so this new guy comes into her life. He's a stepdad and he does the things that, you know, you expect most men to do. Her biggest thing was the guy was physically there, but not mentally or emotionally there. He'd go to work. He'd do all the things he has to do. He'd put clothes on her back, food on her table. But he wasn't emotionally there. And Kevin was trying to explain to her, look, you can't expect this man to be all the way engaged in your life. You can't expect it. Because, see, it's hard, right? You're asking someone to grow a bond and pair with someone that is not, especially when you're talking about stepchildren and children, okay, you know, there's adoptive parents that love these adoptive kids like crazy, but that's a difference. Those adoptive parents or adoptive parents, if it's just one, went looking for those kids And so, of course, they they have that attachment, that bond for them. And even that is sort of makeshift, but they love them nonetheless, right? 
Well, if you're just a step parent looking to be with a person, and you weren't looking for the child, and you want your own children, it's hard to grow that attachment. And 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 I think that's the part that she was suffering to understand. Was that look? He did what he had to do as a man. He provided for you. He took care of you. He just emotionally can't attach to you because he, for one, he didn't really, I'm not going to say he didn't really want her, but that's not what he was in a relationship with her mother for. And two, it's hard to get a bond with, with a child that's not, I mean, some people can do it. Some people can't. It's a, it's a weird situation. And, you know, Kevin Samuels basically told her, look, you, you got to get that figured out. And so. As he's saying that, I just decided to pull up some statistics about, you know, single parents and, and different things like that. And to my to my coincidental, an article popped up about single parents and blended families and things like that. And I really think we need more and more conversation conversations about these things. So the article that I found, and then I go into statistics, article that I found was a Texas court denies child support increase despite father's tenfold salary increase. Basically, man and wife have kids. They divorce. He has three kids there, by the way. He gives mother $1,000 a month for kids. Okay. Um, fast forward six years, he goes from making... About $85,000, $100,000 a year to $100,000 a month. Mother finds out. Mother wants him to pay more child support. Father says, no, I shouldn't pay more child support because I'm still doing my part as a father. I'm still seeing my kids. They're still spending time with me. I don't need to increase the amount of money I'm giving them. They are still being provided the life that they need to have. They're getting food, they're getting clothes, they're getting medical care, they're getting trips. When I go on trips, I don't need to give them more money. Well, mom and uh, new husband, stepdad, if you want to call it, pulls up the court with an Excel spreadsheet saying that, oh, we think the kids need at least $13,000 a month to survive. And I think that's where they fucked up. How the fuck do you go from 1,000 to 13,000? Crazy. Which, by the way, is more... Well, it's about the same what the man was making. They were basically trying to pin the man, right? He was making eighty five hundred grand a year. He started making hundred grand a month, so they were trying to get the man to, you know, twelve his exact income. They just wanted to, oh, he he's making twelve times the money. Let's get twelve times the amount, right, or thirteen times the amount, something, whatever. Well, the judge denied it, and the judge basically said, well, look, just because you want to increase your expenses does not mean the kids need more. This is child support, not child mother stepfather support and what fucked them up was the judge found out that they wanted the husband to pay a third of their monthly expenses so the cars all that sort of stuff and the judge is like look you don't need this brand new car you don't need this bigger house you don't need you don't need half of these things plus the father's still spending out of the 52 weeks the father has his kids uh 16 of the week so why would he need to keep it it's ridiculous well anyways to, to say the least the judge denied it. She appealed it. They went to the appeal court. The appeal court denied it and then came back a couple years later and tried to, you know, 
appeal again or, or create a new case. And they denied it. And the ruling was that the increased expenses were due to the changes of her lifestyle after she got remarried to the new stepfather. And they're saying, look, he has nothing to do with that. That's between you and your new man. Your new man knew you had three kids. He needs to be responsible for that increase then. So be it. And, uh, well, I thought that was interesting. And I think that's a win for men. And when I read this, this next set of statistics for you, it's going to make even more sense. But I've always wondered, like, why does the mother, Connor, get custody of the children? Why is the mother always the custodial? And you hear a lot of these things where, oh, women are better than men when it comes to raising children. Women put their kids in, the kids need their mother more. And, you know, they, they're they better off with the mother. But who says that? Where's the proof, right? Going back to that constructive criticism from earlier, where's the proof? Show me where children being with the single mom versus the single dad is better. Show me where. Well, I've got some statistics here that I think are very, very interesting. <laughs> We're going to go over this. First things first. Single mothers who work less than full time, 66.2% of single mothers work less than full time when they are the custodial parents. Let me make sure I, I pinpoint this. All of these statistics are custodial parent statistics, meaning they have majority or of all custody of the children. 66.2% of women work less than full-time compared to 10.2% of fathers who work less than full-time. So about 90% of men work full-time only 34% of women work full-time when they're custodial parents. Single mothers who work more than 44 hours a week are 7%. Single fathers who work more than 44 hours a week, 24.5%. Single mothers who receive public assistance, 46.2%. Compared to the 20.8% that single fathers receive. Sixty-three percent of suicides are from fatherless homes, five times the average. Ninety percent of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes, thirty-two times the average. Eighty-five percent of children who show behavioral disorders come from fatherless homes, twenty times the average. Eighty percent of rapists or those with anger problems come from Fatherless homes, 14 times the average. 71% of high school dropouts are from fatherless homes, nine times the average. Okay. There's also a study here. Uh, National Center of HIV, AIDS, viral hepatitis, STD, and TB prevention. When the father is involved in the child's life, the child is less likely to participate in premarital sex or uh, teenage pregnancy. Okay. There is a significant association between father-adolescent communication 
and increase adolescent sexual behavior, such as increased uh, condom use and absence from sex. And children in sole custody situations have far more sleeping problems, difficulties concentrating, loss of appetite, frequent headaches, stomach aches, dizzy spells, dizzy spells, depression, and general sadness. Um, more often than when children are in shared custodial situations. Okay. 79.6% of women uh, receive support versus 29.9% of men receive support. So meaning only a third of men who get custody get child support. 80% of women do. Okay. Uh, 46.9% of women default on their child support. 26.9% default on theirs. Okay. So women, even, even when women don't have the kids, don't pay the child support to time, right? Okay. Moving on. Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of school. Father, children with fathers who are involved are 40% less likely to repeat a grade. Children with fathers who are involved are 70% less likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers are more likely to get A's in school. Children with fathers are more likely to enjoy and engage in extracurricular activities. 75% of adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes, 10 times the average. Uh, from Jones and Mosher, 2013, when a child's father is actively involved in his or her life, the child has better academic results. Okay. Children living in a two-parent household but have a poor relationship with their father are 68% more likely to drink, smoke, use drugs compared to all teens in two-parent households. Teens in single mother households are at 30% higher than those in two-parent households that don't have good relationships with their fathers. 70% of or 70% of use in state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes, which is nine times the average. 85% of all use in prison come from fatherless homes, 20 times the average. Okay. Uh we can go on and on. I mean, 71% of pregnant teenagers lack a father. Uh, we, uh, the, the statistics are here, right? Um, and I can cite them all if you'd like. It's not, nothing to be hidden. Census Bureau, Sanford Bravert, Arizona State University, General Accounting Office and Reports, uh, Center of Disease and Control, U.S. Department of Health Census, National Principles Association Report, uh, U.S. Department of, uh, Just, of Justice, Fulton County, Georgia, Texas Department of Correction, so on and so forth. The information is here. Center of Disease and Control, USDHHS, Bureau of Census. It's here. So when women get on Kevin Samuels shows or they get on these other shows and they talk about how single women are strong and they do all these great things and et cetera, et cetera, it's mind-boggling to me. Now, granted, I grew up in a single mother household. <laughs> One thing I can say different from my mother compared to other single mothers that I see, she did what she had to do. She did the damn thing, right? She got up, she went to work, she worked 12, she worked 10 hours a day, three hours of commute, you know, one hour, one hour and a half to LA, one hour and a half back. Um, she did, she did what she had to do and she made work what she had to make work. And she made the sacrifices that she had to make 
because she birthed, you know, so many kids that she had to take care of. And when you criticize these single mothers and say, well, why aren't you doing the same thing? Why aren't you going to college? Why aren't you working? Why aren't you getting your degrees? Why aren't you doing these different things? Why are you so worried about a man? Right? It's, it's so intriguing to me because Kevin Samuels will say, well, look, you, you hate on men all the time. You say all these things about men. Why do you want a man? Because they want help. They want someone to come help them out the shitty situation. You know, there was even another point where in the in the in the in the, in the podcast, the talking to the woman there, and she said, you know, why is it that single mothers get a worse rap than single fathers? Well, the well the reason is is because think think about this for a second. These single mothers want a man, and and generally some of them will get a man, right? Some man will inevitably date them, marry them, be with them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but as a man. How much harder is it to find a woman? First of all, to be a single father, I'm going to tell you, in this day and age, to be a single father and get a woman, you've got to be an elite motherfucking man. Because, first of all, no woman's going to date a man that can't take care of her. Right? So if this man is a, is a single father with his child and you get a woman, that means that man's pretty doing pretty damn well for himself. That means he's making good money. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He probably looks good. He could take care of his kids and there's a new woman that he's with. Generally, that is quite the opposite of women. How many single mothers come to the table with something? How many single mothers have cars, have a job, have a degree, come to the table with money? How many of these single mothers can take care of a man if they need be? These are the, the differences that we're talking about. These are the things that need to be discussed. Now, the reason why I, I was ranting and talking about why we have such a weak or thin-skinned society is because of this. We don't have fathers. We don't have the people in our life who institute that tough skin, who make us tough, who prepare us for the world. Women can't do it. Or women could do it, but women generally don't do it. And it's because of just the way that they are, the way that they're raised, the way that they're treated. They see everything through rose-colored gla uh, glasses. Everything is peachy. Everything is great. The world is beautiful. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. And not realizing that, look, you, you, you see, the thing is, for my women listeners and for my men that are listening that want to maybe talk to women about this, you have to make them understand or you have to understand if you're a woman, you get a certain style of privilege just for being a woman that you're not, that doesn't last forever, by the way. It doesn't last forever, but it's something that men don't get. And that's why men are well prepared for the things that happen to us moving forward. Now I know women talk about, I've heard some women say, well, men kill themselves more than women. So they can't be that tough. And, and you're right. I would argue that men are offering themselves a little bit more than women. Because for one, being a man, in my opinion, is harder. Let's just, let's just call it for what it is. I think it's harder. And two, we don't have our fathers. And why don't we have our fathers? Well, because of this. What we're seeing here, children don't have their fathers because we're in a society where people don't want to be together. We can't criticize somebody. Like, for instance, single mothers, you, you dare you criticize a single mother in, in this environment, in this day and age, you're going to get shredded. You criticize a single mother, you're getting shredded. 
You criticize anybody, really, you're getting shredded. Cancel culture is at peak. That shit needs to stop. We need to stop that bullshit. Get some fucking tough skin. Learn to take a sh- learn to take a blow if you want to dish it. But people don't. People want all the power with none of the sacrifice. And and that's really the problem of what we have. And, and the reason why we are that way is because everybody's taught that they're special. Everybody's taught that they can be great. Everybody's taught that, you know. You know, all these weird fucking random things, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody wants to admit the knowledge, admit the fact that, look, you're probably going to grow up and be average. But that doesn't mean you don't get to not do your part in society. There needs to be constructive criticism around these things. And to me, again, we have this thin society. We have all these school shootings. We have all these things because literally... We're missing the, the, the foundation or the, or the second half of the foundation of a home. A lot of people don't have their fathers, man. A lot of people don't have them. Think about this a second, man. Let's go back. To, let's, look at, let's talk about Kim Kardashian for a minute. Okay. How did she get famous? Think about that. How did Kim K get famous? She worked for Brandy, stole from Brandy. Rumor is she had to uh, make pay that money back. She stole from Brandy, so she had to make a sex tape with Ray J. So the rumors speak. Was famous from fucking black celebrities, and that's how she got big. Nope, she did that after her father died. First of all, look look at who's running the Kardashian gang, her mother. Her mother's pimping out all her daughters. Do you think that if a father had been alive, you think if the, the Kardashian's father had been alive, he would have been allowing them to get pimped out like that? Who, any, any father in the right mind would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're out here making sex videos for the world to see? What is wrong with you? This one's out here getting plastic surgery and marrying coke addicted NBA players and rappers and, and I mean I mean how many I mean to say the least if they had, if their father was alive they wouldn't have been doing the shit that they were doing but he's not alive right and he's not there to correct their behavior and the mother just enables it oh yeah girls do what you want to do you're great blah 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 pimp them out get some money. Make a show about it. Air out all your business. It's crazy. Because there's no father. Now, we can talk about how crazy Kanye West is all you want. Do you think he's going to allow his children to grow up and do all that crazy shit that they were doing? You know, I'll even give you another example. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Look at his daughters. Now, they're not that old yet, but give them another 10 years or so. They're going to get old. He was alive. Did you hear anything crazy out of them? No, they were basketball players. They were staying humble. They were doing what they had to do. And, you know, you need the father figures in your life. You need a strong figure. Because if you're not a strong figure, you're going to end up like Steph Curry, whose wife wants to not have an open relationship with other men, Aisha Curry. It's crazy. I don't even know if you heard about that, but this is true. The rumor is, is that they're having an open relationship, open marriage 
And I mean, and to be truthful, no man in the world is going to put the ring on the finger of a woman that he loves, get down on one knee, and at some point say, hey, yeah, you can go fuck other men. So you know that this was Aisha Curry's idea. No man's going to do that. That's that's absurd. But that's what happens when you're not a strong man. You don't hear Savannah James talking about that, do you? You don't hear Savannah James telling LeBron, hey, I want to go fuck other guys. Come on, man. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking absurd. But this is where being a man, having qualities of being a man, the standards of being a man, being a quality alpha male, this is where these come into play. And it's frustrating to say the least. Because you have toxic masculinity. You can't say what's on your mind because it's toxic. You can't be brawn and, 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 and massive and, and, and bold and act like a man and talk like a man because it's, oh, oh, he's, you know, you look, we're going to do what we have to do to be a man. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and finish up. Bitch, stop playing with me part two by finishing up the seven traits, more or less, of what I think it is to be a quality man. First, yesterday was being competitive, right? Having that level of competition with someone. or with yourself to always be better. The second was making tough decisions making good decisions in your life. The third was learning to say no, right? That's where we finished. The fourth thing of being a man is never letting one thing define you. Now, you may have one thing that is your purpose, but you never let one thing define you. You have to be a renaissance man. You have to be good at a lot of different things in your life. You know, there's the good saying, the jack of all trades. Uh, how's, how's the jack of all trades saying go? Jack of all trades, master of none. Right? But there's another part of the saying, right? Jack of all trades, master of none. But I believe it said... Uh, let's see. Jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. That's the full say. But they don't like to add that second part. They always like to say jack of all trades, master of none. No. You need to be a renaissance man. You need to be a man who's good at a lot of different things in your life. You remember those old movies, Lifetime movies, Disney movies, where, you know, uh, Mom goes, hey, dad, I need you to take out the trash. Dad takes out the trash. And hey, dad, I need you to mow the lawn. Dad mows the lawn. Hey, dad, uh, uh, the toilet's leaking. He goes to fix the toilet. Hey, dad, car's not working. He goes to fix the car. Uh, hey, dad, uh, we need some money. He goes and works extra hours to get more money. Hey, dad, uh, I don't know how to do my homework. So he learns how to do the homework to help the children do the homework. A man does it all. You don't got to be perfect at it. You just got to be good at it. Good enough to get the job done. You've got to be good at everything, and you don't let one thing rule your life. 
You don't make your work everything about you. You don't make a woman everything about you. If you have kids, even if you have kids, you don't make your kids everything about you. You've got to be able, moldable to everything in your life. And if you're letting one thing run you, you're not moldable. You're not able to maintain everything in your life. So you don't let one thing rule your life when you're a man. Okay? Number five, you got to have a purpose. Something has to make you wake up every day and drive you to be competitive, to drive you to make tough decisions, to drive you to say no when you need to say no, to drive you to say, look, I got to do a lot of different things so I can get what I need to get. You got to have a purpose. If you're at work, you know what your purpose is at work. When you're in a relationship, you know what your purpose is in a relationship. When you're talking to women, you know what your purpose is when it's talking to women. You got to have a purpose. Number six, control your emotions. Most elite men, most alpha males, most good quality men can control their emotions. Now, I'm not talking about tyrants or leaders or guys like that that are in those movies. I mean, think about it. I would argue uh, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, uh, Putin, I dare say, great leaders. Do you ever see them yelling? Do you ever see them? Now, you know they're upset. You know they can get mad. You know they can be happy. But they know how to control their emotions to be... To get shit done. When something goes bad, they're not sitting in the corner crying. They're not yelling at people. They're they're in their mind logically thinking, how can I get the shit done? Right? How can I get the shit done? Controlling your emotions. Very big. Number seven. On my list is acknowledging his weakness. We are not built perfect. There's going to be something wrong with every one of us. Maybe you're a little chubby. Maybe you're a little short. Maybe you don't make enough money. Maybe you have a, a speech problem. Maybe you're, you know, you, whatever it is, bad back, bad knees, low confidence, whatever it may be. A good man knows what his weaknesses are and adjusts them and corrects them all the time. We're always self-improving. You're never staying stagnant. You're never staying the same person that you were the day before. You got to have these traits to be a strong man. And most importantly, overall, this is not just another point on my list. I'm done with the list. Overall, we need to take back masculinity. There is nothing wrong with being a man. And quite frankly, feminine Feminine women love it. Beta men love it. People, people, society loves alpha males. That's the truth. Who doesn't like alpha males? Well, I mean, that's that's another argument for another day, but starts with an F, ends with ism. <laughs> Do the math. People love alpha males. People want strong men to come in and take over and do the things they have to do, right? You ever played... I love reverting back to sports because it's the easiest thing to, to reach out to. But you've ever been playing a game or have a basketball. I love basketball. 
and it's uh you're playing pickup at the at the at the wreck and uh you're going to 21 and you've only got nine points and the other team has got 18 and they're getting ready to win and the guy and one of the guys on the team says and, I, and i've done this a few times but it's not really in my nature at least in the past but you get one guy on the team he goes give me the fucking ball man and he comes and he takes over the game Every time he gets up the court, you'll hand me that ball, and he's, he's laying it up. He's ishing the ball. He's getting assists. He's getting threes. He took over the game, and you guys win. Now, before you were down, when that guy was trying to take over, you hated it, right? You were like, this guy's a fucking ball hog, man. Oh, my God. Fuck this guy. Blah, 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 blah. But when you were down and you needed help, when you, when you wanted to get out that rut, you handed that motherfucker the ball, and you won the game. Same can be said of Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. People didn't really like playing with those guys until it was time to win. People didn't like Kobe Bryant until it was time to take that that tough three in the corner over Grant Hill to win the game and beat the Suns. People people don't like people didn't like playing with him, but when he won, it changed, right? When he won, it became a different a different ballpark. What's the same thing with alpha males? Nobody wants to have the assertive guy until it's time to make the tough decisions. Nobody wants an alpha male until it's time to go to war and he's the, he's the first guy out there talking about, I'm going to step out there with a gun. No, nobody likes an alpha male until it's time to, uh, you know, get in a situation where you got to go and, 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 and make tough decisions and step up front and be, and be the leader and be the meat shield. No, 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 nobody wants, everybody wants to be likable. Well, I can't fire this person. That'll hurt their feelings. The alpha male goes, I got to get done what I got to get done. We need to take back masculinity. We need to take back that being a man is, is it's actually a beautiful thing. And for my women out there, being a woman is a beautiful thing too. Nobody is saying no to that. But nobody's also saying that being a woman's horrible. Being a woman's great today. You can be fat, you can be tall, you can be redhead, blonde, skinny, short, black, white, anything. Big tits, small tits, big ass, flat ass, uh, Dr. Miami ass. Dr. Miami stomach, whatever the fuck you want to be, and you're loved, you're reveled. Now, you may be criticized. Women, women may be criticized. Hey, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be sleeping around. You shouldn't be single mothers. You shouldn't be out here selling your body on OnlyFans. But women are loved, even when, when women do those things, they're loved. Men, no, being a man is horrible. Why are men? Why are men? Men should die. Men should this. I don't need man this. Man this. Blah, 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 blah. Until it's time to fix your toilet. Until it's time to install internet in your house. Until it's time to build your house. Until it's time to fix your phone. Until it's time that you need some money. All of a sudden, a man ain't such a bad thing, is it? It's crazy. We need to take back male masculinity we need to be strong and not afraid say i'm a man and i'm proud to be a man and in my case i'm proud to be a black man nothing wrong with it but they will have you believe that there is something wrong with it and there's nothing wrong with it at all Take care of yourselves. We're going to be on a different tune for Christmas. Hope you guys all enjoy your Christmas. Don't forget to tell me what you eat. Hope you have a good meal. Hopefully you guys stay safe because you know there's a bunch of weirdo wackos out there fucking doing crazy shit. 
Enjoy the time with your family, your loved ones. Remind them that you love them. And most importantly, you guys all stay so, so beautiful. Safe for Christmas, all right? Thank you.